Hey everyone, it's Henry, Mike, and Jeff of The Decentralist, and we've got another hot topic for you called The Musk Stops Here. <laughs> I love that. You know, there has been so many articles and, and media attention to the fact that Elon Musk has recently purchased 9% of Twitter, something like $3 billion is what he paid. So it actually makes Elon the biggest single shareholder of Twitter. And he was to join the company's board of directors, but apparently he no longer is. <laughs> As you know, when, when, when Elon posts something, it's, it may only be there for about 15 minutes. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, no, no, when, when you, I mean, let's not uh, poo-poo him. I mean, the guy is a brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, electric cars, Hyperloops, uh, uh, he's partnered with, with, with NASA to get into orbit. And he puts human beings into orbit. And now... Elon Musk can count social media network as one of his very expensive hobbies. So what does it mean for the future of Twitter and social media in general? Um, Mike, I want to start with you. Why do you think Elon Musk would buy a piece of Twitter to begin with? Because he can. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a simple one. He's the richest man in the world, legitimately. Mm -hmm. It's by all accounts his favorite platform anyway, because he uses it all the time. Right, He's routinely hauled in front of the SEC and paying $25 million fines for pumping his own stock on Twitter. Yeah, that is kind of interesting, isn't it? The man is so intelligent, yet he'll just... No, he's just, he's just, you know, I think, I think Musk, no, I mean, I think he is. I think he's, a, I think he, of, of a lot of these, this generation, right, let's say of these Silicon Valley entrepreneurs, I think he truly is the most kind of intelligent Howard Hughes mythical-esque, okay? But... Howard Hughes ended up at the end of his life with his feet in Kleenex boxes and fingernails that were six feet long. Yeah. Right? I mean, it doesn't mean that he's fully on the jacket there, right? And so I think for, for somebody like Elon who likes, who's got a bit of a libertarian thing in him, he likes being able to kind of, you know, poke fun at what he sees as, as you know, kind of 80-year-old incompetent regulators and all this other kind of stuff. He, he likes to do that, right? So he bought himself the platform. It's like the Remington commercial. I like that shaver so much. I bought the company. Basically, he owns his own private media channel now, kind of, right? So I just think, I think he, he, I think Twitter is the one that has the most potential because Twitter is the one that is used most often for like the, dis, the quick dissemination of news and things like this, right? It's less ad-y. Right. Right. And so for somebody like for somebody and, and look what it did for the for the election. Right. Like the last mm -hmm. couple of elections and things like this. Right. I mean, you know, you could argue there's there's arguments being made that, you know, deplatforming Donald Trump has seriously affected his ability to engage with his audience. He's tried three times to do another platform. He should have bought Twitter. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. But I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't have been allowed to, right? Because he's clearly running for president. Musk can't. I think he was born in South Africa. So he can't run for president. He's never going to get into the politics thing. So he can go and buy this company and buy 3% and off he goes. Okay, so Jeff, over to you. My question is the same. Michael says that it's because essentially he can buy it. And it may even be a, an expensive hobby. There's got to be more reasons that we may not be aware of, obviously, but do you have any ideas? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there with expensive hobby. I mean, Elon has the two things that he cares about. He cares about Tesla motors 
I mean, people will write tweets about issues with their car and he will respond directly, which is just mind boggling. Not to Mm -hmm. everyone, but now and again. Um, And SpaceX going to Mars and all that kind of stuff. Then he has all these bright, shiny distractions that he gets involved with and gets involved out of Dogecoin where he boosts it up and then, uh, and then goes, uh, and then goes nowhere with it. Um, these meme stocks, which we've talked about on the mm-hmm. podcast before, uh, AMC GameStop, where he plays around in there, makes a few million bucks, goes out. I'm, I, it would not surprise me if this engagement with Twitter was done somewhat on a whim, where it's like, gee, this is something fun that I can right. do, and I'm going to create a lot of disturbance and get a lot of press and the stock will go up and then I'll just dump it and, uh, yep. and, uh, and I'll move on to the next thing. Really? Because it's not, you know, it, it, it's not part of this core. It's not the core place where he plays and, and he, what he really cares about. He, he enjoys, and I think Howard Hughes was a, was a great example, Mike. I hadn't thought about that before, but mm-hmm. he enjoys being this sort of global entrepreneur in the spotlight and, this allowed him to eat up all of these news cycles during a war. You know, there's, there's like yep. children being shelled and what CNN going on about, about how guy who's on track to be a trillionaire just bought a platform where people can announce what they just had for lunch. So it is, you know, it's right. in my opinion, it's, it's just a little, it's just a bit of a game for him. And I, and I think, the other thing was he didn't he didn't really think it through, right? So, or it, I don't know what goes on in his head, but it feels like he didn't think it through. Because if he wants to meaningfully change Twitter, you know, say things like, we're the ultimate free speech platform, let Donald Trump back on, all, all this sort of thing, then he needs to be on the board. Uh-huh. But once he's on the board, he is now privy to, he signs a non-disclosure, He's now privy to information that that he cannot release, uh, and that you know he's subject to blackouts. He's subject to oh, if you're right. if you're on the board of directors of a company, you, you have all sorts of insider knowledge, insider information that's, that's used right. to steer the company that you're not allowed to share. So suddenly you can't be a big loudmouth uh, anymore <laughs> right. because you're you're an insider and an insider there's fiduciary duty to, to what they can do. That's right. So it, it doesn't make a lot of sense other than one other area, which I'll mention, which is if there's one consistent thing that's said about Twitter, it's that it's undervalued. Yeah. Tw- Twitter has a tremendous influence on some might argue a greater influence than, than Facebook on on elections, on information spread, on this, that, and the other thing. But they're they're not, I mean, they're certainly worth billions, but many people consider the stock undervalued. Hmm. And if that's the case, consider the company undervalued. Consider the company not living up to its yep. um, potential. Yep. So perhaps it could be that, um, I can't remember what he paid, $29 a share or something like that, right? Yep. So it could be that he's bought it at $29 a share. He thinks it's undervalued. Maybe in the next year, it'll go up to $50 a share. He'll sell all his shares and he'll put another billion dollars in the bank that he can. Oh, that's just a classic business decision. 
Yeah. So it may be nothing more than a business decision, but because he's such a character, right? The you know the media just jumps all over it. Well, and I think right there is is where it starts to get really. The stuff is a little bit dangerous, right? Like people who everybody wants to have Elon on their side, right? Elon talks about Dogecoin, which is by its own admission, you mentioned it is by its own admission is completely fake, and it goes up a thousand percent. And then he and then he says, "I sold out," and it goes down a thousand percent. He talks up Bitcoin and says he's going to buy a billion and a half dollars worth of Bitcoin. Remember that? And they were going to take Bitcoin to let people buy Teslas. Yeah. yeah. And then like a month later, he sold all that Bitcoin without telling anybody and just said, I'm out. Right. So, you know, Elon Musk. So the, so the way this transaction happened, which is another thing that I found interesting in the article, right, is Musk already was an owner of what was considered to be a decent position, like two or three percent. Okay. And. If he basically, if he basically said, my intent is to get to 10% or something, you have to file that with the SEC and let everybody know that you're going for some kind of a controlling position. But what Musk was able to do was one shareholder, some fund that had that 9% sold it to him for, for the 3 billion. So he was able to skip all of these rules. He drops in with this $3 billion thing saying, I'm going to join the board. I'm going to go ahead and change everything. I'm going to deliver big changes in value at Twitter. The stock went up like 21% the moment they announced it. Wow. So to Jeff's point. It's still open to debate though, whether he could skip those rules. Like the rules say, if you've bought Twitter stock because you believe there's going to be an acquisition and you've bought it at $28 and you think, when there's an acquisition, it's going to sell at 50 and you're going to not quite double your money. Um, then if someone's coming along buying shares, they're required to say my intention is, and I think it's if you're going to acquire over 5%, yep. um, they're required to say, this is my intention so that you can hold on to your shares or maybe even ride them as they drive up to $50 because Elon right. Musk is, is buying right. them up. And this goes into a whole other subject of just how the American Securities and Exchange Commission or SEC has just has just been loosey-goosey when it comes to Elon and these games that um, that he can play. I mean, to be able to just buy some stock, tweet something, the stock drives up and then you dump it. I mean, that's just not... totally. You know, that's just not above board. So I, I'd be interested. I would not much like the way the SEC kind of, they, they sort of pick, they don't have, they're not sufficiently funded to go after this. I mean, there's, there's 50 guys on wall street that are insider trading today and there'll be another 50 tomorrow. And they just don't have the resource to go after mm-hmm. them, yep. but they pick unicorns. Like we probably remember when they went after Martha Stewart, right? Right. So it wouldn't surprise me if they will go after Elon and, and basically say enough is enough. And perhaps this one may be the, the straw that broke the camel's back because they will not, people won't respect them anymore as a regulator if they let this sort of thing, thing continue. Well, and, and, and Hey, I mean, I kind of feel like this is a, this is a poster child kind of situation for, uh, SEC or or whoever FCC or whichever one of the CCs is responsible for this, 
right? Because, I mean, you've got somebody who arguably, if, if you considered social media influence, a, like something that was of value, and lots of people do, right? The, the, you just spoke of it, the being able to influence the price of a stock by just sending out three, three words on Twitter. Um, letting that influence that somebody with that level of influence buy in a significant control position on a platform that magnifies that influence that's to me not that's anti-compete yeah it's just the same as if it was you know like they talk about in the context of you know re going going back after facebook's uh, purchases of whatsapp and instagram and maybe breaking it up so those are three separate companies I mean, to me, you should start looking, you know, at all these companies that Musk is in. He should have to divest himself of all of them because of the level of influence he has. Ah. You know? Yeah. Now, what about the fact that you had mentioned on a previous podcast um, just how interested Elon Musk is in cryptocurrency and the decentralized environment that it runs in? So... And we also had another uh, podcast regarding Jack Dorsey's idea of decentralizing Twitter with mm-hmm. Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. Mike, you had some thoughts on that. Can you explain? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's not a coincidence, right? I mean, Elon Musk has, has, you know, he's played, I mentioned it just earlier, he's played around with Dogecoin, he's played around with Bitcoin, he's he's always talking, you know, crypto is the libertarian future in his tweets, things like this. So he's a big fan of, I'm not going to say decentralization, Henry, I'll go as far as saying crypto. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I think that when it was announced that he was buying this piece of, and this was literally like a week ago, like it was Monday, I think. Um, when they announced that he was buying this piece, um, one of the things he said was, is he's, he says, I'm going to go full, full bore into decentralizing Twitter and this project Blue Sky, right? Which was, which is run by the guy who's the current CEO now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, there we go. Well, so that to me, is a clear sign that, from my perspective, he's not talking about decentralizing Twitter. He's talking about decentralizing Twitter by attaching a Twitter coin to it. Oh, okay. And this and and this idea that it's not you know making it a healthier user interface, blah blah blah. It's making it so that yes, you ultimately will have control over those levers of your say Twitter account, but only if you buy a Twitter coin. So you think that's the future? Sure, because the money that's made in crypto, okay? The the all you hear all these humans talking about Bitcoin being worth $60,000, right? The only people that are making money like immense amounts of money off, to, off crypto are the guys that started the mining rigs back in like 1984. Mm-hmm. All the criminals and other guys and you know nerds and stuff that got into Bitcoin at that point and they've got 50,000 of them in their thing because they've been earning them since they were useless. They're the only people making money and they're making it off people who, who they're making it off promoters who pump and dump these crypto. Okay. So you're, here you go. You come in, you're, you just happen to own 10%. You happen to issue your own token, which means the only place they can get them is off you. It's just another way this guy's just laughing. He cannot not make money. Okay. So if he owns 9.2% of Twitter, does he have the power, the influence, influence to in fact, have them create a Twitter crypto coin? I would say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike may may disagree. No, but no. if you're just, if you're a shareholder and you don't have a seat on the board, 
your I mean the, the main reason you would you would become an activist shareholder, which is what someone is who buys more than five yep. percent of stock. The reason you would become an activist shareholder is so you can go on the board or put your people on the board to change the direction of the company because there's something you're not happy with. Mm. Um, if you are not an activist shareholder and you're not on the board, then really the the influence that you have is to is to say, well, I'm going to dump all my stock. Right. And if you do that, you're going to lose billions of dollars. So, and I guess if you're a trillionaire, perhaps you're not so bothered by that. But you know, it's kind of like, what is? Why? Why would you do that? Right. Okay. Uh, so I would argue that his ability to stick, you know, bitcoins in there or influence Twitter or or what have you is is limited, and and it almost feels like he didn't understand that if he went on the board, he wouldn't be able to do all these. He wouldn't be able to shout off his mouth anymore. He wouldn't be able to shout off his mouth about the edit button or about rankings or about any of these things or, or even about um, decentralized Twitter because he's now uh, under NDA and he can't, he just can't shoot his mouth off. Right. So I guess we have to watch and see if he, starts to impact the membership on the board of directors. Yeah. I mean, or we just have to wait for him to tweet in five minutes that he just dumped <laughs> everything, right? That he just dumped everything. He paid $3 billion and he just dumped it for six. We could wait for him to do that too. But I agree with, I, I agree with Jeff. I mean, he's, he made a lot of, he, he was very vocal, okay? He's been very vocal in the three, four days since this happened. But then like yesterday or the day before, I think it was yesterday when Wired and a couple of other guys, you know, broke that he wasn't going to join the board, that he's been quiet. Yeah. Right? And so I'm sure it's one of these things where, you know, he's not used to having people tell him he can't do something. <laughs> right? Um, you know, they all there was already questions. Like, like you know, how do you walk in, even just a simple fact, let's say leave leave Jeff's arguments about the NDA, which are all true, aside, okay, and the liability. Sure. How do you, as the as this guy, I think his name is Pankaj Agarawal, who's the new CEO, used to be the CTO of Twitter, how do you exercise any decision-making control in a boardroom where Elon Musk is at the table? Yeah, good question. Right? And where, no matter what you say, if he doesn't like it, he can type three letters onto his keyboard, like LOL, and you'll lose your job tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He's got 81 million followers, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a game for him. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, I guess, gentlemen, we're just going to have to have, watch and see how this plays out. And I'm sure there's going to be some, some surprises waiting for us um, in cyberspace, on Twitter, press releases. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting ride. Exactly. Thank you so much, guys. I better not answer that call when Elon calls. <laughs> Thank you, Henry. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Henry. Thanks, Henry.